So here in, in Proverbs chapter 22, look at verse number six, it says this, train up a child in the way he should what? Go. So train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Interesting thing, interestingly enough, it does not say when he is young, he will not depart from it. Because in many cases, when we're young, we do depart from it. <laughs> and so I never departed from, you know, what, if you had godly parents, what your mom and dad taught you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, oh, yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah, but now you're sitting in church here today when you're older. Okay. I'm not saying you're old, but older. <laughs> but it's true. And you realize, you, now here's what really hits home is when you get married. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, life's a little more serious than what I thought. And then secondly is when you have kids. And then it's like, oh, okay. Uh, I don't want to keep doing what I'm doing because I realize it's going to affect my kids. So I want to get my life back on track. And all the teachings from your childhood, if you had a good, if you had a, a godly heritage, uh, come back. And so that, this is what this was referring to. When he's old, he will not depart from it. Now, just take a moment here. This word train up a child in the way he should go. In the, in the way, of course, if you'll see in the New Testament, in the way is referenced a lot of times to in the way as far as following Jesus. And so when you see in the way, it's used many times uh, throughout the Old Testament, New Testament, in the way, it's talking about the way of Jesus and following Jesus. So I'm raising, training up a child in the way he should go. And so as, as long as I'm pointing my kids to Jesus Christ, when he is old, and not depart from it. I've heard pastors had a hundred percent guarantee that I know that they're not going to depart from it. Looking at life, it's not. It's just simple. I mean, as far as I've looked at different things, and uh, but then you have to go back to well, how are they trained? I don't know. I mean, I wasn't in the home. You know, I don't know exactly were they trained in the way, were they trained properly? I don't know. So, is it the case maybe as if they are trained properly in the way of the Lord Jesus Christ? That they won't depart from it, that could be, but I can't judge because I, I don't know how everybody was trained. So um, anyhow, so just, I have to do the best I can, you have to do the best you can. Now, go to Ephesians chapter 6, which you see this, Ephesians chapter 6. Now, I want to get to here to what this means and give some practical things and et cetera, et cetera. Now, Ephesians 6, we, we all know verse number 1, children obey your parents and the Lord for this is right. Amen. Honor thy father and mother. Amen. I tell it to my kids all the time. Um, you know, go clean in your room. Why? Children, obey your parents and the Lord for this is right. <laughs> that is the way. <laughs> that is your way. Um, and then it gets to be like, well, I don't know if I want honor thy father and thy mother. That's the respect, son. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, so uh, I don't have that issue. But uh, anyway, but we, we use that. We preach that a lot. Now, verse number four, though. And ye who? Fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. I think I've used that verse before, but fathers, bring the, or, or bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So I'm going to take these two verses out of Proverbs 22, 6 to train them. We also used Deuteronomy chapter 6 last week. Remember, be diligent to teach them when I rise up, sit down, lie down, walk by your way, I mean, everything, doorposts, you know, the gates of your house, all that. So we said we we're supposed to teach them everywhere we go. So if you think about Deuteronomy 6, Proverbs 22, and Ephesians 6, pull all these things together. Let me give you a few thoughts as far as how to train them, admonish them, 
and uh, nurture them, which is literally training as far as lovingly guiding them into a walk or into the way uh, with Jesus Christ. Now, it's not only for our kids. Also, it's lovingly guiding each other. So we're all, we're all except for Mariana, who's sick this morning, but we all have our spouses here. And so it's, it's lovingly guiding my wife. It's lovingly guiding my husband. You know, as far as he's going to have a bad day, he's got seven weeks to go, but he's going to have a bad day. And, uh, <clears throat> uh, and so I would lovingly guide him, help him through his bad day. She's going to have a bad day. And so I'm going to lovingly guide her through her bad day. So some practical things with our spouses, our children, and um, how to train, nurture, admonish. Just make it very, very simple if that's okay. Number one, uh, I, didn't, I didn't, again, I've been gone all week, but I, I, I didn't, didn't type these notes up if you want to write them down or whatever. But number one, have at least one meal time every day. Have at least one meal time together every day, at least one. Uh, and again, these are just practical. So when the Bible says train up, well, how do you do that? The Bible says, you know, admonish and nurture them. Well, how do you do that? Well, these are some tangible steps of, okay, have at least one meal time per day. Now listen, we're all going to get busy sometimes. Husbands and wives both work different shift, blah, blah, blah. But I'm telling you, if you get away from eating together, it's going to start to fracture your family. Uh, it's vitally, it's, um, okay, so I've been to Israel twice and <clears throat> we would go to, uh, different residential areas. And then we would, you know, even in the, um, the, the night of the Passover, it's a big Jewish night. Okay. So they're, they're going into Friday night. So that Friday night meal is a big meal for the Jews because it's going into their Passover and it's just, it's just a big deal. I can, I'll never forget being in the hotel, being in the lower floor. For some reason, there were Jews there in the hotel in, in Jerusalem and uh, whatnot. And I can remember these Jewish families. I mean, just huge families, five, six, seven, eight kids. I mean, just, just huge families. And boy, they have got all their family, all their kids around the table. And uh, mom and dad are there. I mean, you can tell these kids are sitting like statues. I mean, they are well-trained, well-disciplined. But I watched, I, more than anything, I observed was their interaction. Uh, I watched the kids talking with mom and dad. I watched the kids talking with each other. I watched mom and dad talking with the kids. And I, you could just tell there was a respect. You could tell that there, to the parents. You could tell that there was a love from the parents to the kids. It was just interesting to watch. So I started probing and asking some questions. And I said, you know, how is it that this is a very unique, you know, the way that they were sitting, the way that they were behaving was very, very unique. And so I started to probe a little bit and they, and they said they eat together at least two times a day, every morning and every evening, uh, afternoons, dad's working, whatever, but at least two times a day, the kids get up early for breakfast. They get together, they eat together. And then in the evening, the, they all get together and they eat together. I thought, man, oh day, I don't even do that. And I thought, wow. But they said that is a, that's their hub. That's their, that's where they connect. That's, that's where they teach and instill and whatnot. But I thought it was very, very interesting. Jesus, it's interesting. Jesus, before his crucifixion, had what they call the last what? Supper. Supper. And so the last instructions, you know, that he would give was around mealtime. 
and around food. So it's something, there's a very powerful connecting tool I mean, with food. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just saying. Listen, when you want to, uh, you know, you want to go on it, you want to treat your wife right, you take her out to eat, right? At least you should anyway. Uh, we take her out to eat and you have food. It's just something special. My wife, just, just this week, we, we absolutely had a phenomenal time. And, uh, and so I wanted to show you a picture, but uh, the TV thing, whatever, was not, we're still working on that, I guess. But uh, the, uh, uh, well, we, I took her to different restaurants and, you know, we stayed up for a while for this, but took her to different restaurants. But out of all the restaurants we ate at, the, the, her favorite one was this absolute shack. Next, you have to know my wife. She is not a Pris pot. She is a, she is like, you know, she's half Puerto Rican, so she loves, you know, tacos and all that. So anything Mexican, you know, whatever, it's like a shack. You know, it's nasty. It doesn't look nice, you know, but she likes it. I'm like, thank God, because it's cheap. <laughs> like, well, I'm on, you know, but for the first night we get there. And uh, and so we're on the island there. And, she, you know, I said, well, I said the hotel clerk, I said, listen, I said, give me a good restaurant. And so she gives me this restaurant. We walk in there, legit, we walk in there and, I'm, and I flip it open and it's and it's extremely fancy. I'm like, I should know better. Hotel clerks want to give me like this, but it's extremely fancy. And my wife's like. Uh-uh. And I'm like, so we flip open the, and it's like bottom line steak is like 50 bucks. And I'm like, oh, okay. I said, I didn't see that one coming. And I mean, I could do a lot, but I can't, nah, I don't know about that. <laughs> so anyhow, so my wife's like, we're, we're, we're leaving. I said, what? She's like, we're leaving. I said, she goes, I ain't doing this. <laughs> I'm like, okay, let's go. <laughs> we walk out, man. Just, whatever. But uh, then we, <laughs> so you have to know my wife. She is just, she's real. She's just, it's just great. But anyway, so we went, Went to another place. It's fancy, really nice, but wasn't that nice. And so, uh, but but it was really nice, you know. And she's like, yeah, I really enjoyed this. Uh, but then she goes, let's check out that pizza joint. I'm like, hey man, now we're talking, you know. Let's check out the taco joint. I'm like, man, that's good, you know. So, uh, but it was interesting what she likes. And we would sit there and uh, just talk, you know. And a lot of times she said, let's just take it back. We had, we had a little wraparound balcony there at the, at the, at the hotel. And she said, let's just take it back and eat on the balcony. I'm like, yeah, that's great. I love that idea. And sit there, you know, whatever. But it's amazing how, how you can open up. It seems as if you just, you seem like you can open up more when you have food in front of you. I don't know what it is. There's a connecting thing. Jesus said, the, Jesus did the same thing, you know, uh, fed them, taught them, you know, dinners together, suppers together, talk about the most intimate details about his ministry over food and supper and whatnot. So um, you're going to find that the, you, one of the most endearing times in your family is going to be around mealtime. Now, I know we have different shifts and some of you guys are going to get different jobs and whatnot. And so the shifts are all crazy. Uh, so that means if you have to get up early to have that breakfast, and that's going to be like your big time together, but make sure you give some ample time to be able to talk and communicate as a family, as a married couple, uh, but have at least one meal time per day. Number two, and it's so simple, but pray before you eat. Uh, pray before you eat. And I'm not talking about, dear God, bless this food. Uh, I'm talking about uh, as Jesus did uh, there at the Last Supper, he prayed. Uh, and then he broke the bread, the Bible says. And so we'll just, we'll just take time together and pray together as a family. There's times where, and again, this is not about how we do it, but just how we do it. That way just maybe give some ideas. But <clears throat> sometimes we'll have two people pray. And uh, Kevin pray, dad will pray. Hey, Alyssa pray, dad will pray, you know, whatever. Usually ends always, dad's usually the last one to always prays. Uh, but 
But we had a couple people pray. And, um, you know, and, and when the kids are younger, come on, Dad, or come on, come on, come on, man. You know, the food's getting cold. And they, you know, they're barking because the food's pipe or not. We, you know, so, so sometimes we'll just do a prayer before the food, and then we'll do a long prayer after the food. And so after we get done eating, you know, we, 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 we all pray together. And because uh, I don't get mom upset about food getting cold. Um, and if you ever been to my house, I talk a long time. So get to eat the food first, and then we pray it again. But, uh, but pray, now let me just say this about the meal time. Um, turn off all your devices when you get together to eat. In other words, just do not let the cell phone dominate. Because at that point, I believe that there ought to be a respect. And this is not biblical. I'm just saying because the Bible doesn't have technology, uh, but <clears throat> but I believe except for the tablet. <laughs> anyway, you'll get that later. But uh, but <clears throat> but so but I do see here a giving full attention to the people that are in front of you. Uh, just as it would be disrespectful for me if I got a phone call right now for me to say, "Excuse me, class, I take my phone call." Um, well, this is my wife. Uh, <clears throat> but but. But because why? Because this is a time that I am to be with you, and this is this is we're engaged, and uh, and and so on and so forth. So my family is no less, and the time that I make sure that I structure to, that I'm going to be with my kids and be with my wife, I, I want to make sure that I'm with my wife. There was a couple of times this week my wife said, "You really need to." I, I promised her to turn my phone off for four days, which I almost next never do, uh, but because because I want to spend that time with her. There's a couple of times that she said, you really need to call this person. And uh, because there's something going on, you need to really call this person. And so there's a couple of times that because of her request, I did call I did call somebody, but I promised her, you know, again, to, to lock in with her. And so I think during the meal times, it's so important that we turn off our, our devices. And let me just say this too. If you have a TV and whatnot, boy, turn the TV off. Uh, if you have a computer, turn the computer off. So many times I'll go and visit homes. And I'm watching the, the, the scenario especially with younger kids, that if we leave the TV on, it can entertain them, we can eat together, kind of like, you know, do a little babysitting service, you know, kind of in the house there. But I'm going to tell you, that, that, is, that is so anti-family productive as far as uh, engaging with mom and dad, engaging with husbands and wives, engaging with children, with parents. Boy, turn off all distractions and let the kids know that you were there with them. Boy, and make sure the kids know that they're to be there with you. And uh, boy, get that time together, talk with the kids. When they're, real, when they're in high chairs and stuff and food's flying everywhere, it's a nuisance. I mean, it is a nuisance. It is a battle. It's a struggle, you know, but you get through that. So here's what you're doing when they're like that uh, or that. Um, you are setting a precedent. So even though you don't, you don't feel you're getting anywhere spiritually, like, okay, this little one-year-old, this little two-year-old, you brat, you know, eat that hot dog. You know, I'm going to cram it down your throat if you don't think of that. Uh, <clears throat> now, that's a fight. It's a struggle, and I get that. Uh, but what you're doing is you're setting a precedent. And so if I, if I allow the TV to start to like, you know, oh, good, he's finally, you know, he's, he's going to be okay. Then when he's two, he's going to expect the same thing. And three is going to expect the same thing, same thing, and four. And so I want to make sure that I train them in the way. And so I'm going to do all I can to say, okay, listen, this is about our family. And uh, we're going to be engaged at dinner time. So when they're one, two, three, four, husbands and wives, same thing. Listen, even though we have the evenings together, make that meal time. Uh, before you get kids, make that meal time about you just talking, talking about your day, talking about your job. Uh, let me just kind of just throw off a little little sidebar, and that is this. Be careful about calling each other all day long. Uh, different jobs have different flexibilities with that. Some you can't even do, you can't even call, but I, 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 I counsel quite a bit. And one of the things I hear is that, you know, depending on their 
uh, freelancing ability or independence on the job or depending on their, their level of management, they can take more calls and whatnot. Uh, but just, just, just be careful with that because what happens is if you're on the phone, you know, several times per hour, uh, then when you come home, you have nothing to talk about. Uh, and then it's like almost like you're kind of fighting when you get home about, you know, well, why'd you do that? It's better to save all that communication for the dinner table. And you have something to talk about. You interact. You, you kind of, you know, and quite frankly, men need to be able to get away and get away and be able to work. Women need to be able to have their time, you know, whatever. And then when you come together, it's like, oh, we have a lot to talk about and share about uh, at, the, at the dinner table. And boy, make that a time of connection. Uh, so turn off, turn off the TV, turn off the computer, the tablet, the, the phones, turn them all, turn, turn them all down. And well, I'm expecting somebody to get back to me. They're going to have to wait till after dinner time. Because uh, in our house, dinner time is extremely important. So anyway, so <clears throat> have meal time, uh, at least one meal time per day. Number two, pray before you eat. Number three, turn off all the devices. Uh, engage in the family. Engage in all these things. Uh, number four, uh, eat as a family together. Eat as a family together. Let me just say this. Um, again, depending on where you're at, if if you don't have any kids. You know, sometimes the wife says, well, I want to, I want to go eat in the, in the living room, sit on the sofa. Uh, and the husband says, well, I want to eat in the kitchen. I want to sit, in the, sit, sit at the dining room table. Uh, establish it now where you're going to eat and eat together. You know, we'll shut off our devices. We'll just sit, we'll sit separate. And that's kind of ridiculous, but it does happen. But make sure you sit together. When the kids uh, get to be of different ages, they're going to want to run around and sit in front of the TV and sit in the living room and, you know, kind of like, Oh, my favorite show's on, you know, type thing. And boy, if I can just encourage you, make sure you break that habit or whatever it is. And boy, eat to eat together in the same place. So that, that means this. If you decide we're going to all eat on the sofa together with no TV and no cell phone, all that, because we're going to interact, that's your, so be it. Uh, if you're going to, I personally like a table. I personally like, I, I just like the structure of the table. I believe it, per, what it does for me personally is it allows me to look across the table and I'm looking at all my kids and their God-given eyeball because I want to talk to them. And I look at my wife and she's right here. If I'm on the sofa and she's over there and she's over there, we're looking at a blank wall. I mean, it doesn't do anything for me. I want to be able to see my wife. You know, while I'm eating, I can see my wife, you know. Oh, this is a good meal. Thanks, baby. Uh, <clears throat> I want to be able to see my kids. And so it makes a big deal. Make, make, this is personal. Uh, you know, Jesus, even at the Last Supper, was, was around the table. And this is, this is, there's something to that as far as connecting. And, and I think it's very, very important. But it is as, as a family. To, you know, listen, it's going to be a struggle when they get older, uh, especially teenage. They always want to be independent. Go, but I'm telling you, if you can fight for that, boy, get them together. Sit them around the table. My kids... Um, uh, well, when was it, man? We're they're flying all over the place, but uh, we we sat together and boy, we 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 still talk. We still 17, 16 years of age and all that. Uh, still, still very very important. Um, and let me just say this too: it's very important to sit close. Uh, you know, <clears throat> I just I don't want my I don't want my kids in the other room uh, on another table. Uh, they're at the they're at the buffet. You know, some people have like a little bar nook area and then mom and dad are sitting at the dining room table. I, I, I want them all right here. I want them all right here. I want them all on the same table, all together sitting around the table and we're, I'm going to make them talk to me. Okay. And then let them know that they're loved and whatnot. So uh, very, very important. Okay. 
now, when you're at the table, here's just some, some ideas. So you're having, you're having dinner, you're having breakfast, whatever meal you decide, lunch, depending on your schedule, whatever. Make it big. In other words, not a big meal, but no, make it a big time. In other words, this, oh man, we get to have dinner with dad or we get to have this with dad or dad's pumping up, man, I can't wait till mom cooks her meal. It's going to be a great thing. And kids are amped. Kids are excited. You no, know, mom and dad make it big. It's going to be a big deal. And so we make it a big deal. Pray before the meal. We shut everything down. The kids are realizing this is serious. Like this is a, this is a big deal. And uh, so we, we shut all this thing down. Why is it a big deal? Because this is when our family is getting together. And this is the, this is the ample opportunity, to, another way to train them in the way they should go and to show that uh, my nurturing, my admonition, my love to the kids, very important. Okay, when they get this together, so we're talking about it. Listen, dads, control the conversation or moms or whoever. Um, I, I, I don't want to bring out, unless they do it at the table, especially when they're younger, it's always constantly disciplined, uh, but I don't want to bring out uh, some the problem uh, I don't want to bring out their, their negatives. Uh, you know, you had a bad grade in your homework. Why'd you do that? Well, wait, wait till after dinner. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Uh, right now, this is a time of training. Right now, this is a time of connecting and making sure my kids know that they're loved and all that. Um, so here's what we'll do is during the mealtime, man, it's all, it's all, how's your day? What's going on? It's just all informative. It's all connecting. It's all strengthening. Uh, great things. You know, man, church was great today. We'll, we'll, our family, Sunday afternoons is our big, we have a big, big thing on Sunday afternoons. And so after this morning service, our, my kid, my, my son, will we'll do a bus, but we'll wait about two o'clock. Uh, and I'm usually here at one, one thirty, but about two o'clock, we, we get together, we all sit together. And, uh, so, Hey, how was the bus today? Uh, dad, how was Sunday school today? That yeah, was good. Sort of ish. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Uh, and I'll say to Alyssa, so, Hey, now Alyssa's in her mom's, my wife teaches my, my daughter in high school girls. So I'll say, Alyssa, how was your teacher today? Oh, she was okay. <laughs> what did she teach you? You know, and so Kevin, what, how was your Sunday school class? What did you learn in Sunday school class? How was the service? How did you guys enjoy the singing? I mean, what, what, what spoke to you? And so we'll, we'll kind of get out of it. And what, what spoke to you? And just be able to talk, you know? And uh, so they'll bring out things from the Sunday school lesson. They'll bring out things, you know, whatever. It's really, really good. So be, be able to talk. Uh, and then once you get done with the meal, kind of things are kind of calming down. Throw in a spiritual tidbit. So a lot of different ideas that I've gotten from different preachers and different men of God throughout the years, but one of which is they'll have missionary cards and they'll, um, some, some, if you come to here, you get a lot of missionary cards, but they'll, they'll go through one missionary card per meal. And so they'll say, okay, hey, pray for missionary so-and-so today. Uh, pray for missionary Shrivnov down in Guyana. So the kids are always thinking missions, right? And so you do this one, one missionary card per, 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 per thing and ask one somebody to pray for that missionary. Another idea is to, uh, to use Bible verses. And so, my dad did this with us when we were growing up. At the dinner time, when everything got done, he'd take a Bible verse. Uh, he, had different, he had Bible verse cards. Take one verse, five, verse three, five, and six, you know, whatever. Uh, Trust those with all of thine heart. And so he said, let's, let's say this three times. And so we say the same verse three times. Just kind of get it in our minds, get it in memory. He'll, then we'll talk, he'll just talk a little bit about the verse. I mean, literally 30 seconds to a minute about that verse. And uh, real quick, real, and that's just done. Uh, a lot of times... Uh, folks from our church to tell me that they have their, the church's devotional and uh, the church is or a devotional there at the dinner table. So once we get done with the dinner table, uh, dad or somebody or, or junior or whatever, will get the devotional and just read the devotional for the night. 
And so then after that, they could talk about the devotional, just read through the devotional. Uh, just different, different thoughts um, as far as what to do during that time. Uh, and after you get done with the meal, things wind down. Listen, don't dismiss them, let them go play. Cultivate it even when they're young and, and husbands and wives, cultivate that before you have kids. So you guys are setting your own precedent. Uh, but when they have, when the, when the kids, it's, it's tough. One, two, three, I'm telling you, listen, fought the fight. Uh, and I only had two, so you got more than two. But listen, I fought the fight. I'm telling you, it, it is a, here's what you're asking yourself. Is this worth it? Turn a, stink, turn a stinking TV on, I could care less. Let them watch Teletubbies. That was back in the day. Uh, let, let them watch, you know, <laughs> whatever. Uh, <clears throat> but let Sesame Street, you know, Big Bird, whatever, I don't care. Uh, let them watch. I, I'm not putting up with this. They just keep going back and they just, just uh, at each other. It's crazy. If you're not there yet, you're going to be there. But can I, tell you, can I just tell you this? It is. I'm telling you right now, at 17 and 16, and I got I got a ways to go yet. My kids are not raised completely. I got a ways to go yet. But I'm just telling you from what I got now, uh, that battle at one, two, and three, uh, terrible twos and worse or threes is what I call them. Um, but that battle was way worth it. I'm telling you, it was way worth it uh, because right now, you know. I, we don't have a TV and my kids are not screaming you know, bloody murder. Uh, but they were raised that way. As far as dinner time, everything goes off. Uh, so very, very important. So just, just some, again, practical, practical thoughts that I, you know, I can't get through everything. Uh, man, I hate time. But, um, anyway, I just, uh, just give me one more thought. Uh, and that is this, this is a good, good way. Some of you want to dovetail this and transition into family devotions especially when they're younger. If you've already got them in high chairs and stuff, use it. Uh, you got them captivated, use it. And then transition right into family devotions. We talked about that last week. Uh, and again, it all depends on how you want to do it. Um, if you want to wait till later, fine, whatever. But sometimes that could be a good way to transition because their attention spans like like that. So um, anyhow, so <clears throat> anyway, those thoughts, okay? And uh, hopefully that's just a little bit of a help. Um, anyway, so all right. Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you, Lord, for your love to us. Lord, thank you so much for this class. Help us, Lord, as we kind of grow and uh, get practical points on just training up our children, uh, loving our husbands and wives, how to connect, how to interact, how to be social, how to teach and discipline and all these things that we see the end from the beginning. A prudent man foreseeth the evil. And so, Lord, we, we foresee some things that if we don't nip these things in the bud now, uh, Lord, with our families, Lord, it can get out of hand. So, Lord, I pray that you'd help us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.